On today's episode, we have another edition of Keep It, Fix It, or Burn It, and this time we are talking about the contemporary resorts at Disney World. This is episode 111 of the Diz Dudes Podcast. Well, I just heard the news today. It seems my life is gonna change. I close my eyes, begin to pray, then tears of joy stream down my face. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Jared Lee, and I am joined, as usual, uh, by my trusty co-host, Mr. Jeremy Arms Wide Open Stein. Uh, if you missed that reference, it was from the Club 32 chat before the show started, and he might explain it. So, Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm I'm good, and that's scary, because as you're starting, I'm thinking in my head, if he doesn't say Jeremy Arms Wide Open Stein, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how he would miss out on that. And and you did it, and I'm impressed. Um, well, that's I feel like we awesome. we have a good wavelength, and I was like, you know what? I feel like that's your new middle name. And yeah. what we're referring to, uh, it, we were chatting in Club Thirty Two with everyone before this, and it was our old AOL Instant Messenger screen names. Yeah, and Jeremy's was Arms Wide Open. Mine was J Rod Thirty Three Thirty Two, and there are some there's some doozies in the club. I will say, yeah, there definitely um, are. <laughs> there were some doozies. Yeah, so because somebody like, we were talking about AOL. You know, emails, which are still around, but I don't even know if AOL Instant Messenger is still around. Like that was the precursor to texting for sure. Yeah. That was the thing that was like, that's what set off the whole thing. I think, but yeah, it really did. That was the best. Yeah. You get you get back and you'd have messages. Like it was so exciting because you you didn't have it portable. You know, you had to I know. Back to you'd a have to sit down the computer and look yeah. at it. So it was the most exciting thing. It really was. You'd be like I got five hundred messages and half yeah. of them were yeah. <laughs> uh, which yeah, Joe Sand mentioned. Uh, we we know what the opening song is going to be now for the episode. Of well, yeah, we'll see what happens the rest of the episode. But I was already <laughs> you know kind of thinking it. Uh, when we go live for, for Club Thirty Two, I never know where the pre-show conversation is going to go. Right, never know. No. I have zero clue. It just you will we'll wind up somewhere, and I'm and it's sort of like you got in a car, and you just like. You just sat in the passenger seat. You put a blindfold on. You yep. just go. Let's go somewhere, and then you just take it off. You're like, how did we? How did we end up here? And uh, that's kind of how it kind of how it goes. It goes some weird places. I it will does. say, goes some strange places. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything? Anything new? Uh, no. Stuff's no. stuff starting to come open a little bit, but and we got where Disney is. Disney Springs is opening. Yep. May twentieth. So that's something that. Uh, look forward to and we're all we're going to be down there with uh there are we going to stk is that what it is yeah stk orlando for lunch um it, it's still from what i can tell it there are no disney owned or operated stores or restaurants opening yet um, not yet at least but i'm guessing the pressure was on enough you know from these third party vendors to say hey we need to open our restaurants um homecoming not opening that was on the list of ones that are not going to be I open. think I think there will be some like uh they who was it announced um Wolfgang Puck announced they yep. were yesterday. Yep. I think there'll be some that are going to come up that in the next few weeks will open. Yeah. I imagine a lot of them have to deal with 
same thing as everybody else, like staff and getting For people. Sure. I'm sure they have to just hire new people and train. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot more outside of Disney come open. So probably they'll do the third party and then ease in Disney stuff would be my guess. But, yeah. uh, but yeah. so it's probably a good way to help keep crowds down a little bit too. Oh, it's just sure. do third party and then you know built you know then have world of disney and places like that but, yep. but yeah so that's something so we'll we'll uh we'll be there to check that out uh because it, it'll be it'll be interesting because i don't know how that'll go or what it'll be but we'll we'll be there to check it out so yeah um we'll, we'll report back if you're in club 32 we'll live stream it and oh for we'll sure just let you know what's going on there but yep, uh yep. but yeah so uh on today i was gonna say i don't think anything new on my end anyways I know I asked you. I was going to say nothing new other than Disney, but what I was going to say is uh, we're going to another edition of uh, Keep It Fixed or Burn It, and uh, we decided to take it a different direction because normally we do lands or we do rides and attractions, and we decided to put our focus on uh, a resort, which we've decided on the contemporary. Um, you may come as a shock, but neither one of us find it very contemporary. Yeah, this, this is going to be controversial, not between you and I, but I think between some listeners this may be one little... where like in club 32 chat when i mentioned i don't i don't care for lynn Mon- manuel miranda or josh gad very much that I, I think a lot of people are throwing things at the screen yeah uh you may start throwing things at your whatever listening device you're on um if you like contemporary maybe that or maybe possible. not maybe we change course and we both like it i don't maybe. know maybe it'd be weird for people to like I, a tv screen which I guess you wouldn't really be listening on a TV, so it'd be funny if somebody's you could. Just they have they have podcasts. Yeah, they have they have podcast apps on on Roku. You can oh, listen to true. podcasts on Roku. Yeah, you call it Roku. What's this, what's it called? I pronounce it Roku. What is the correct pronunciation? I thought it was Roku. I it's R O K U. It'd be Roku, wouldn't it? But that could be pronounced either way. Well, Roku would be R U K U. No, Roku. That's so what I said. Roku in it. Roku? No, you said Roku. Like Roku. Oh, maybe like I'm saying Roku. <laughs> we will we will rock you. Maybe that'll be the opening song. Let's keep people guessing. We don't know. Listen, Jeremy, I rock you. After. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Roku. Watch your mouth, Jared. This is a how'd they show. how'd they come up with that name, by the way? Like you ever think of like devices and it's like yeah. how they name it? I, like I think I, like iPhone. Like okay, iPod. I kinda get it's yeah. like my pod. Yeah. But then everything just became an I with that. Yeah. I, I mean I think so there there's a, a company um called Kasasa that offers a banking product. Yeah, and when, yeah, when asked, like, why did you name it Kasasa, they literally, it's almost like you go back to Budweiser, they're literally like, we just wanted a made-up word that we thought people would think was different enough to remember. Um, yeah. It doesn't really work in Kasasa's favor, if I'm being honest, and I have no ties to them anymore, so I can say whatever I want, but, yeah. like, Budweiser, they were like, it's a made-up word, we thought it sounded German, you know, beer, German that's what we came up with and it worked and I guess Roku did too I wonder if that was it somebody's Could just be. like what do we name this device uh, Roku oh okay thanks Bill we're gonna name it Roku <laughs> Bill you got a raise <laughs> yeah Molly says it's Roku okay that's what I thought Ro- but I never know I mean yeah yeah Anyways, uh, we got off on a side tangent again, like we do many times in the this show. Uh, so we're going to talk about the contemporary, what we do with it. But before we do that, we just want to remind you to check out some of the other shows on the Capture the Magic Network. Uh, we have the Capture the Magic podcast with myself and my lovely wife, Jamie, every Monday and Friday. We have the Main Street Magic podcast with Jeremy and Rhonda every Tuesday and Thursday. 
Uh, normally we have trip tales, but it's kind of on a hiatus right now. And if uh, you want to be part of the live streams, like right now, and other stuff that we have in Club 32, uh, you go to ctmvip.com to check that out. You get merchandise discounts. You get exclusive merchandise. You get the Friday. Oh, I just hit my mic. You got Thursday, Friday night live streams, uh, random live streams. Everybody, um, cigar lounge live streams in the parks or Disney Springs where we go. Eventually, we'll probably turn cigar lounge into like a. We might do like a late night show like Jeremy and I or something like that eventually. Yeah, but, we talked uh, about that. Yeah, so we'll get some other cool stuff we'll do. So, But yeah, if you want to go there, ctmvip.com. And if you haven't left us a review or you haven't subscribed to the podcast, we'd please ask you to do so. So, Okay, all right. Well, I guess before we start, we will do what we normally do is talk about a little bit of the history of the contemporary. So do you have that pulled up on, on your end? I do have a bit. Thank you okay. so much for asking, Jared. I that appreciate is <laughs> I appreciate that. Fantastic. Um, so the uh, you know, if you if you're not aware, the Contemporary Resort is one of two resorts located on property when Walt Disney World opened in nineteen seventy one. Uh, the other one is a place that Jared fancies called Polynesian. And uh, do you know that the Polynesian technically opened, I think it was it opened a few hours before Contemporary. So technically, the Polynesian. I think I remember this bit of trivia. Really, open prior to contemporary. I think they were having a few issues that the contemporary opened a couple hours later. Um, that's not the in Polynesian the guys are like, do it now. Yeah. We'll be first. Quick, open go. it quick. We want to be in the history books. <laughs> um, so the contemporary tower, which is the most prominent of the resort's four standalone buildings, was built as an A-frame with outer walls, which slope inwards around an inner atrium. Uh, this design was a collaboration by Disney, the United States Steel Corporation, and Los Angeles architect Welton Beckett. Uh, to construct the building, steel frames were erected on site in modular pre-constructed rooms designed by California architect Donald Wexler were lifted into place by crane. Most of Disney's Polynesian Village Resort and the Court of Flags Resort were built the same way, except rooms were stacked instead of slid in. That is so interesting. Like, I knew it that part. The, but that history part of it. It it's could be a whole episode on itself. Insane. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2006, uh, Disney filed plans for a project on the site of the Contemporary Resort's North Garden Wing. Uh, Bay Lake Tower ultimately contained 281 timeshare units. In preparation for the future sale, Disney incorporated a condominium association for the property on January 9th, 2007 that would manage the units. Uh, this project was finally or officially unveiled on September 16th in 2008, and they began sale on September 28th uh, to existing Disney vacation, vacation Club members and on uh, October of 2008 for new members. Uh, in 2005, Disney began an extensive renovation of the Contemporary Resort, and it was completed in 2009. As part of the construction, the north wing of the hotel was demolished to make way for a separate Disney Vacation Club resort that opened in 2009, and then at the same time, Bay Lake Tower began construction. Uh, Disney's Racket Club was demolished in January of 2007, and while the north wing itself was demolished between January and April of 2007, I'm reading a lot of stuff. I probably could have skipped ahead some of this. Uh, <laughs> well, I think one of the biggest we things, yeah, I think one of the biggest things is, um, and this is kind of like one of those little known but well known Disney trivia facts, is that on November seventeenth of nineteen seventy three, uh, the Contemporary was the site of what would become one of the most famous press conference statements in modern American politics, where President Richard Nixon declared, "I am not a crook." So there's a little, bit of, a little bit of trivia. Why do you have to do it at Disney? I don't know. Technically, like, hey. technically, the Beatles broke up at Disney too. I know. So yeah, like, you know, that. I at Poly, I think it was. 
Yeah, I was yep. a big I was big in the Beatles. I used to Me know. Too. I still know a lot about the Beatles. I Way too much. Love the Beatles. They but are not, good. Not They're very good. <laughs> They're you very know what, good. You they, know what really uh, bothered me about Oasis, and again, this is coming from the pre-show, um, is that everything <laughs> they would compare themselves to the Beatles. Well, they're both from Liverpool, right? Is why. But you just don't don't compare yeah. yourself to the. Well, Beatles. that's like yeah, that's very much like uh, like uh, Mike Michael Jordan. You're like, nah, let's not right. go there. Let's yeah, not let's do not that. do that. Like, yeah. Let's let Agreed. other people do that. Like, if someone wants to compare you to the Beatles or Michael Jordan, that's one thing. But if you just yourself proclaim it, probably not a good look. Yeah. Be my guess, uh, especially Agreed. when you and your brother just fight incessantly in interviews, no, as not. Oasis does with how they would do. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. That we'll was save that for our Oasis podcast. Yeah, exactly. That one's yeah. <laughs> it's very it's called, short. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Wonderwall the yes. podcast, um, and we just talked about all the weird dudes that just randomly will play that song with the guitars at parties, and you're mm-hmm. like, "What are you doing? Nobody asked you here." Um, <laughs> All right, so we've got the we've got the history of contemporary, in which I will say the history of contemporary is very interesting. Yeah, especially what they intended to do and what actually happened were kind of two different things. But it is interesting on what what they it was kind of it was very ambitious what they wanted to do. Oh, for sure. Uh, and how they would have updated the rooms and things like that, but it had to change it as time went on because it didn't yeah. really work. Um, but given, you know. One th- a couple things about contemporary, it's 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 a deluxe resort, but it's the closest resort you're going to get to Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It has theme park view. Um, it's it's got a lot, you know, in those terms going for it. In terms of the resort itself, what would you, Mister Jeremy Stein, if if I guess the Bob's still or the one Bob, anyway, one of the Bob's approached you and said, "What do we do with the contemporary, Jeremy? Do you think we should leave it? Do you think we should?" Start over, or do you think we should update it? What What would your sort of... Well, I guess update, but yeah, okay. I guess in this sense, we're not going to tear it all the way down to the ground, probably. So mm-hmm. what would you do with it? Would you update it, or would you just let leave it as it is? Well, before I get into mine, I, I will you say... you can't I, do a Creed Hotel. Oh, man. All right. Well, <laughs> it's been a fun episode, but I'm out. Um, no, I, you know, I, th- this to me, I think for, for a lot of people, and I totally get it, it falls under the same realm as It's a Small World, where I think history, nostalgia, all of those things I know play a huge part for many, many people. And many people have memories there, and they've been going there for almost 50 years, and they went as kids, and it is the closest to Magic Kingdom, and it's one of the original two, you know, so, but it doesn't hold any of those things for me personally. Like, I, I hold more nostalgia and memories in, in the all-star resorts than I do contemporary because it's one of the three hotels I haven't stayed at. And I visited, and I love Cali Grill, you know, and I, I, I think it's cool the monorail goes through it, and that is very, very iconic for Disney. But I've said it, I just, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get the contemporary at all, and I personally don't understand the allure. You know, for me, it's almost like what I said about Boardwalk. If you take Boardwalk and you take location out of it, Boardwalk, I don't think, is as popular. And same with Contemporary. Take location out of it. Pick up the Contemporary and put it where an all-star is, and I think it could be, it becomes a very different scenario. You know, it's just, it's location. So many times you say to people, or I'll say, like, you know, I, I just don't really care for the Contemporary. And they're like, yeah, but the location. You can walk to Magic Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. What else? And I and I know people have some what else's. I don't. So I would literally tear this place to the ground. I, I would tear it to rubble 
and I would I would create a a, a great barrier reef somewhere in Seven Seas Lagoon to attract <laughs> some some wonderful wildlife with the rubble from it. Is is That's... honestly what I would do. Now I'd want to keep the monorail intact, and maybe that plays into something else. But um, I just yeah. I don't get it. And what I would put in is a uh, fantasy land driven hotel. You know, take something very much like Fantasyland and put that in a hotel format where it is based around princes, uh, princesses. You know, whether you want to go old school with some of the original animated classics or you want to bring it, you know, a little bit up to date with with sections of Moana or, or Tangled, Frozen, things like that. Um, I'd be good with, but I think, you know, that is something that's missing. I mean, we have the Royal Rooms over at Port Orleans Riverside. But we don't have an entire resort that is is based around fantasy and princesses, which I feel like is what so much of Disney's built on, you know, after Mickey Mouse. Right. So that'd be me. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you in that I the allure uh, of contemporary is a bit lost on me. It's not. I, it feels like a in an airport in a way. So much. Like, yep. Um. It may have been contemporary at one point, but to me, contemporary is very much like Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom, where it doesn't really know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and you run into this issue of when you name something like Tomorrowland or contemporary, is it needs to be contemporary, needs to be updated, and then you run into having to keep it updated. Right. Uh, and I think they run into this problem where it's just it stayed where it's at, and it does have history. It was one of the first ones, and its location is unbeatable. I mean, this is why you're paying. Oh, yeah. Anytime we've looked at staying here, we just look at the price. We're like, you know what? I don't really need to walk that easily. Like, right. fine. <laughs> um, if it was like a different resort here, I might be like, okay, I'll pay that. Because on top of the fact that it's this cool resort, you are walking distance. Um, but my my idea, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't tear it all the way to the ground. I would I would remodel it because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I maybe pay, you know, homage to the history of it. And what I would do is the rumor was for a little bit of doing some rooms – after the Incredibles, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do an IP based specifically on the Incredibles. But one thing I like about the Incredibles is that 1950s, 1960s yeah. sort of stylized future vision type thing. Yeah, do the entire hotel in that theme, not Incredibles, but just it, the same time period sort of it's based on, but make it kind of how the Incredibles world is. And I think that's a really cool way you can incorporate modern technology into that. And it would look really cool and seamless, and you wouldn't have to worry about updating it like crazy because it's supposed to look sort of 1950s, 1960s feel. And you can still pay in certain areas. You can pay, you know, respect to certain areas that people have some, you know, they look at, and this is one of the first things that was built and all this stuff like that, and kind of make it more of a um, like Walt Disney's sort of like era. I yeah. guess something like that, like 1950s, 1960s sort of thing. Uh, I think it would look really cool. I if they if you did it right, I mean, you could still do some sort of incredible rooms if you wanted to. But I really like the way. Like, I don't really care. The Incredibles are okay. Like that movie franchise is is decent. But I really do like how they stylize that time period because it's like you're supposed to be in the 60s, but they didn't have like electric bikes in the 60s and like all right. the stuff that they have in there. So it's sort of like a, a weird. It's it's sort of like. Big Hero 6 being like a mix between Tokyo and San Francisco. Yeah. It's like yeah. a place that doesn't exist, but they kind of stylize it. I kind of like that idea, but that's what I would do with it. And I think that opens you up to doing a lot of cool things. And it gets you out of this whole, 
you could still call it, you could keep the name contemporary because then at that point it could kind of still be that to me. Now mm-hmm. you could rename it, but I would keep the name the same. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, I, I think <clears throat> that's ob- obviously the logical type of, of update. They're never going to, you know, turn this thing into rubble. I mean, that's not going to happen. Um, I, I just, yeah. At least on purpose. No, no. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I just don't get it. And I, I would like to see, I would like to get it. I would like to walk into this place and <clears throat> get the same feeling that I do from a poly or a Grand Flow or Wilderness Lodge. I mean, when you're putting it on that high of a pedestal, I just don't feel like it lives up at all. And just to, to base most of it on location, I don't I don't really think that's fair. And a Cali Grill is outstanding. I wouldn't want to, you know, lose Cali Grill, but right. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, I'm with you. I I, I want to stay there for the simple reason that I want to say I stayed there. That's literally it. There's nothing else yeah. that drives me because I want to eventually eventually cross every Disney resort off my list. And right now, that's Contemporary, that's Grand Flow, and that's Riviera. You know, those are the three I got to cross off, and so that's the only reason I want to stay there. But like, I want to stay at Riviera. I want to stay at Grand Flow. I just personally don't want to stay at Contemporary, except for the fact that I get to cross it off my list. That's it. Yeah, it, it's. It, it, I I kind of feel the same way. I mean, Jamie Jamie has stayed there, and mm-hmm. we talked about it. like there's so many places we'd rather stay than there. And I feel like if you redid this correctly. It's close proximity to Magic Kingdom is an add-on thing and not the main feature. Because I think right Right. now the main feature of it is you can walk to Magic Kingdom, which is great. But when that's your main allure of it, and the fact that the monorail going through it, I mean, it's cool. But I think it's one of those things that's been around for so long now people are just like, oh, yeah, the monorail goes through it. Um, But, again, you could do that in a really, really cool way. Ideally, they update the monorails and all this other stuff like that. Like, again, you could stylize this whole place, I think, to look really, really cool. Uh, and part of this, I would say, is redo Chef Mickey's because mm-hmm. I do not care for Chef Mickey's. Yeah. Um, it's not the worst thing we've ever had, but it's just it's such a highly touted character meal that everyone it's it's so hard to get a reservation. And when we did it, I was I was I mean the food wasn't bad. It's just the the place where it's at is just weirdly cramped. Like it's very odd because you're in there and it's wide open, and the mono runs through there. But where you're eating and sitting. Uh, and get the food it has like really low ceilings and it just feels old and it's just really yeah. weirdly cramped where you would feel like oh this would be like big and wide open and it's not um but yeah i would say up i would just say update the whole thing yeah i mean I, ma- basically make it a new hotel in a way yeah i think so and you know those <clears throat> i mean those the the uh, i'm sorry i don't even know what the section is called but that section that looks almost like old apartments like yeah you know, I mean, it looks like a jail, like those ones that are along the water there, like mm. those rooms and that and exterior and all. And there's just there's just no I just feel like there's, it's just drab. And like you said, it's like an airport and there's just no life to it. Like, it doesn't get me excited to go in there. Like, I don't you know, I think about going to like I mean, and then compare like, I don't know, Enchanted Rose at Grand Flow or Geyser Point or Territory Lounge over at Wilderness Lodge. Look at, um, you know, Tambu over at Polly or Trader Sam's. And then you've got the outer rim which literally is basically an airport bar. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't have it going well, for and me. I, and I agree. And I think it's missing that. Like, like when you walk into, well, even like Polly, you walk into Grand Destino Tower, mm-hmm. you walk in there in that lobby, and you're like, wow. Yeah. Like, it, it has that 
really cool. Like even Grand Flow, places like that. You walk in and the lobbies are just like they, it, the first impression. I've never gotten that in contemporary. It's like oh. you walk in and you're just like, Where, what time is my flight? Where am I going? Right, like it right. doesn't – It's in. I think if you themed it better – you know, you could have cast members do some cool stuff, like where they seem like they're in the same time period. Like, it, there's just nothing about it to me that's just like, like, uh, there's no awe factor of it. Yeah. Like, like uh, Wilderness Lodge has the big giant lobby, and if it's Christmas time there, that the lights and the the Christmas trees in there, and it's just you're just you just want to stare at it. Yeah. And there's nothing about contemporary that does that for me. No. Um, and Not granted, right. we haven't stayed there, but we've been there many times and, mm-hmm. and I, you know so I can't speak to like in the room experience what I can speak to is just be, how the resort makes me feel being in and around it and I've just never gotten I've never gotten that Disney feel to it right. I guess is a good way to put it like I've never felt like it was just Disney's so good at those little touches it, it always just seemed outside of Cali Grill it just kind of seemed a little dated yeah and and given its price point but again I think that's where it's located and I agree with you. If you picked this up and put it where Wilderness, if you if you put this where Animal Kingdom Lodge is and put Animal Kingdom Lodge where oh, Contemporary man. is, yeah, that would be a trade I would do. Yeah, I would be like, would you trade these? I'm like, yeah, let's trade those. Yeah. Uh, and I think that you know, it, it's just it, it it is one of the older ones. It's one of the first ones, and it has a really cool history to it. But at some point, it's just like, how long do you just gonna leave it kind of as that is? Or at least the very least updating it to some degree. Right. I, I mean, <clears throat> and I think a good option you kind of mentioned earlier in a sense was, you know, when they can figure out the identity of Tomorrowland, is this being a Tomorrowland style hotel or is it, does Universal own the rights to the Jetsons? Because like literally something similar to the Jetsons, uh, I don't know, uh, comes to mind. You yeah. know, I mean, again, that, that has a very distinct look and feel the way that the Jetsons was, was drawn and designed. And that's something that I could almost see fitting or yeah, again, a monorail goes through it. Let's make it a Tomorrowland hotel, but let's make it the version. Maybe it is the 1950s. Like you mentioned kind of, of, you know, uh, the Incredibles, but let's make it a version of what we thought the future would look like in this time period. Because as we've always said with Tomorrowland, then you don't have to update it. You can't say it's, it's 2020. Um, well, I don't ever want to say it's 2020 again after this year. Like, I'm just ready for 2020. <laughs> I told my parents the other day, I'm like, you know, I'm not the type of guy to want to just wish away days and months, but I would be okay if I woke up tomorrow and it was 2021 at this point. I Although, hope. what if the second half of 2020 is, like, amazing? <clears throat> yeah, it might be. You got be. this weird, like, bipolar year where, like, the first part, like, that was the worst. The second know, part, man. that was pretty fantastic. Yeah, like, <laughs> this has been stupid. There, there's a storm forming right now that could potentially become the first hurricane it's not even june 1st yet it's not even hurricane season yet there, there's a 50 percent chance that it firm comes a, a named storm out there right now great so, yeah so that's awesome so you get to enjoy a uh, hurricane yeah yay party time is party, basically yeah. like that again that's florida's mindset is a, a, a natural disaster is coming let's party like let's that's how Florida Yeah, that'll be handles. interesting to witness is that, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah but um, what were we talking about? The contemporary. So, yes. Yeah, I like the idea of a, a, a future-based resort set in a past time period. I think that would be so cool. And, you know, I, I don't know how you fix the lobby because I like grand lobbies. I like a lobby that isn't one story, and, and that's the way that lobby is. Like, you really have to go to the second floor to get what I feel like should be the lobby. 
You know, the check-in right. desks are on that bottom entry floor, and then you got to take an escalator up to get to Cali Grill check-in, to get into uh, where Outer Rim, where Chef Mickey's, where the stores, all that stuff is, and the monorail. And it's just, it's missing that. Like, I, I, I yeah. don't like it. Like, bring me in on that level. I'd be more yeah, impressed it, if you showed up, you could only show up on the monorail or something. You know, you couldn't walk in that bottom level and go, oh, okay, what time's my flight? Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, it's just there's nothing about it that is sort of, there's nothing awe-inspiring about it. There's no mm-hmm. cool, I don't know, to me there's just nothing about it that just makes you, like, want to go check it out other than, like, Cali Grill yeah. If you do like Chef Mickey's, there's that. But there's really nothing else in there that I'm just like, oh, I really, I just like the way that contemporary makes me feel. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's it's close to Magic Kingdom, I think. And you could do something cool. I mean, they're doing something with Star Wars land where you could have some sort of like, yeah. you know, entry point into like Fantasyland or something like that of a, of a block of rooms maybe or something like that. That'd be like an extra thing. I mean, you could potentially do that from its location. It's so sure. close. Yep. Um, or maybe even Tomorrowland. I think Tomorrowland's the closest to it. Maybe you make it a time thing from the 1950s, 1960s to like the stylized ver- future vision of of, uh, of the 1980s, which we think Tomorrowland's doing now, and it almost like takes you through time from where you're at in the hotel to where you're at in Tomorrowland. That would be kind of cool. I would like that. Uh, but you know, as as it stands now, yeah. I mean, again, it's just one where you stay there. Like, I do want to stay there. Just say we've stayed there, but it's, I can't say that anything. I'm just like dying to stay the contemporary right unless you give me like a theme park view would be cool um but again that's just a i mean it, it is it's a cool part of the contemporary but it's not really like that view is more of the theme park and not mm-hmm. really the contemporary itself right <clears throat> exactly yeah and and i'm still you know i i know i haven't i haven't stayed at the contemporary i haven't sat on my balcony at the contemporary and watched the fireworks but i have done it outside of top of the world lounge i've done it outside of cali grill a couple times and i still personally would rather sit on the beach at poly to watch those fireworks yeah and i can only assume that's the same way i would feel sitting on my balcony at contemporary like i can tell you we had we were so fortunate to have a theme park fireworks view when we stayed at poly and again i would still take that over at least what i've seen from the California Grill view or Top of the World Lounge view. So yep. I can only assume it'd be the same from the room. I don't know. but I agree. I agree. I don't know if we can add to this other than we both agree. I don't know. If, if you, if, see, and the thing is, it doesn't lend... It, it, the way that it's built, and it just being this like just concrete A-frame, it just doesn't lend to a lot of options. Like, you know, I can't even think of like a geographical location... That you could do, like Polynesian, like Wilderness Lodge, Caribbean Beach, Coronado Springs. You know, they're built for these geographical locations. I don't even know the way that you could refurb this to fit a geographical location that people love. It would be hard. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, the way it is built, and that's it very much does have a 1950s, 1960s mm-hmm. feel, maybe 1970s. And that's what my thinking on that was like, well, if you just leaned into that a bit. Right took something you could stylize it up a bit but yeah you're I, I agree i mean it'd be hard to take that and i don't know what you could really off of a land mm-hmm. style it after i don't really know what the architecture it's not i, I think the architecture is kind of its own thing i don't yeah. think it was really even based off of any geographical location so yeah i would right. agree and i don't i don't see them obviously tearing it down to start no. new no. so you'd have to work with what you got there so, yeah, that's kind of my thing. You just lean into it. I mean, it's not the most ideal setup, but you just lean into it. You make something out of it. 
Um, but yeah, given its high price point, I mean, it's just one where you're, that high price point is just because you can just walk to Magic Kingdom. Right. And that is, you know, Magic Kingdom is one of the harder resorts to get to because you can't just park straight there. You can either right. park at, you know, TTC, take a monorail over. I mean, you can take an Uber, you can take a minivan or whatever over. But yeah, I mean, it's an asset to do that and it's a perk, but that's just because of the way the Magic Kingdom is set up. But outside of that, I'm, I just... There's nothing about it. I mean, if you gave me any option to stay at Polly or even Grand Testino or, um, you know, probably maybe not the values, but a lot of other hotels, I'd probably rather stay there. Yeah. Even though contemporary is more expensive. So you would think like, oh, it must be the one of the most sought after ones. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know how it goes. I don't know if they sell out all the time. I'm assuming they don't have any problems selling it out or, right. or booking but because I think there's enough people that want to stay there because of its location. If you've got little kids, the perfect place to just walk straight over there. And I, yeah. I get that. So that does have a, a value for families. But outside of that, at least for us, we just it's not a much of a value, at least in our eyes. Yeah. And, you know, when when Grand Flow finishes this walking path, I know it will technically be a, a further walk, but you will be able to easily walk from Grand Flow to Magic Kingdom. And yeah. to me, that just puts it leaps and bounds now above contemporary. I mean, I already think it is leaps and bounds above contemporary, but boy, you add that, you know, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, I can walk to Magic Kingdom. Okay. Well, you can do they that They should over install, like, too. those walking sidewalks. Yeah. You can just oh, yeah. zoom you down there really quick. So you get the Jetsons. Let's take that yeah. into consideration. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you got, you got weather you got to deal with, but, you know, we can figure that out. I feel like who, yeah, I kind of want to look up who owns the Jetsons. I know I, they weren't a Fox property. Um, but I don't know if it's like Universal or what. I mean, it's Hanna Barba, I believe. Right. Yeah, I don't know who owns that um, distributor. Yeah, I mean, distributor still says just Hanna Barbera Productions, so maybe they're just kind of their own thing. I don't know who they. I don't know who they fall under. Um, oh, Columbia Pictures has an eighteen percent ownership in Hanna Barbera's company. It looks like so. If anybody, it looks like maybe Columbia Pictures would technically have IP rights. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. So I don't even know if Columbia Pictures is still a thing, to be honest. Yeah, and it's, I mean, Jetsons isn't really as much... I mean, that was a bigger thing in, Yeah. I think, the 80s. I just think yeah. of that style. Not the actual Jetsons. I don't want a Jetsons right, yeah. hotel. No, that, that, that and that style is kind of what I'm thinking of is some along those lines. I think that would be kind of a cool yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I agree with that. So, all right, we got anything else you want to add about contemporary or anything else? No. We knocked this out really quick. Yeah, we both all, agree uh, completely. We would send just, all hate mail to Jared. Yeah, you can say, yeah, just send it to hate <laughs> at ctmpodcast.com and it'll it'll uh, it'll find right its way some. Yeah. It's not rerouted to go anywhere in the trash. You'll find <laughs> no, it. No, no, not at all. Um yeah, I think I don't think there's anything else. Um we chatted a while on Club thirty two before this. So it just random nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Mostly it was like AOL instant messenger stuff. Oasis. Uh, Oasis and a couple how seedy, much seedy things I don't want to repeat. That's true. But it does get a little it's a, you know, it's it's a private area that yeah. you know people can say things. Um I did reveal that I did run a uh, my brother and I ran a DVD bootleg service yeah. if you want to call that. We would go like I had it in my trunk like I remember selling Smallville like someone wanted season 2 it was like 10 bucks like I'll give you season 3 for 5 too and they're like 15 for both I'm like 15 for both I'm wow. like all right. Never got caught. Never got shut down. Yeah, I got. It. I we had, would make a. We would make a good like, uh, two hundred, two fifty a month doing that shoot. back in like early college. Yeah, 
Why not? I had yeah. I had gotten every uh, again. I know we were talking about Napster and LimeWire uh, pre-show, and and I had gotten every single Family Guy episode at whatever point that was downloaded. I had on a hard yeah. drive. Um, yep. Because again, I mean, you're t- you know you're talking you if they weren't in syndication, and this was really before. I mean, the first thing that was introduced around this time was TiVo. So you could potentially that was kind of your DVR, but you didn't just have DVR built into your cable subscription. You didn't yeah. have Netflix. You didn't have Hulu. You didn't have all these streaming programs. So, if you want, said I want to watch episode one of Family Guy, you just you couldn't unless you found it somewhere technically illegally and downloaded it to a hard drive. It so, was kind of the first way to binge stuff. Yeah, which it really is, was. Like I, I remember twenty four. I would wait till the whole th- season came out, ah. and I would just binge the whole yeah. season because I I hated that waiting. I was like yeah. if you watch it during the season, there's the biggest cliffhangers. Like no, yep, yep. But so no surprise, yeah. I've never seen twenty four probably doesn't come as a surprise for no reason i just never there's just shows i just never latched onto, and then i think it was one of those where by the time people were like man this show is great i'm like well i i don't have the time maybe to binge watch it so i don't want to go back you know and have to spend that time i mean 24 is a time commitment yeah i i think it's a good show i'd be curious how it held up i I always liked it i felt like it was a good show but it had like eight seasons i think wow Something like that. It didn't. It ended like a cliffhanger because I, I think Kiefer Sutherland was like a producer, and then they just never didn't do like an extra season or something like uh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I did love Twenty Four though. That, yeah. that is one. Maybe maybe slowly, like you check. Like I think if you watch season one, you would be like, "This show's awesome" because yeah. it had so many twists and turns. And it was so unique. But yeah. yeah. But uh, but all right. Well, I think that'll do it for the show. Uh, I do. Well, we should mention. Our travel agency sponsor, Zippity Doodah Travel, who we're very excited to be working with. And hopefully, people can we can start booking tri- Disney trips again. Yes. And if you're looking to potentially do that, uh, go to travelwithzip.com and fill out a quick form there and tell them what you're looking to do. If you're just looking for what deals they have or anything like that, just they're not going to high pressure you or anything like that. Uh, they're kind of a smaller boutique agency, but they're just a bunch of people that love Disney and, and other vacations. They, have, they can go wherever, Disney cruise lines and, and all kinds of stuff too. So, um and uh they're good people we're excited to be working with them and uh yeah just go check them out travelwithzip.com uh we also have exhibition roasters who is our awesome coffee sponsor who we're very uh happy to we they've been with us since the beginning when yeah. we launched this yeah. dudes uh so if you go to exhibitionroasters.com use the promo code ctm15 you can save 15 percent off every single order you place uh they just came out with a new captain hook roast and uh, I know they've been doing some cool stuff up there in New Jersey to help out sort of the frontline workers and the hospitals there. So, and they were very, for the listeners, th- thank you very much. They were very thankful for the support of last month. Uh, so they, uh, it, it's obviously right now kind of, it's tough for a lot of businesses out there, especially smaller businesses, but, uh, but you can get coffee delivered directly to your doorstep. You don't have to leave the house and go deal with the hordes of people at wherever you're at, Publix or Walmart or whatever. Yeah. You just have it show up and it's good coffee. So, uh, again, expeditionroasters.com. Use the promo code CTM15. Uh, and you can also find the new the new Baby Yoda shirts we just released. If you go to ctmshirts.com, uh, check those out. If you're a Club 32 member, you get your discount. So you get those uh, for about 19 or Actually, you get them like closer to $17, $18. Uh, so you can check those out. Those are the ones that the initial batch order, those will be shipped out this week. Uh, and if we get the orders out within seven days. So we got the operation back up and running. And uh, we'll have more shirt releases on the way. But, yeah, we got those. And if you still want to get, if you're a Club 32 member, you can still order from the um, 
uh, C team shop or the Club 32 shop whenever you want. So I had a couple of people asking about that. So that's as long as it's on the website, you can order it. Yeah. So that's how that goes. Uh, and that's all I've got. So anything you want to add, Jerem? Jerem? Uh, I almost called you Jeremiah. I got, I got nothing. Don't call me Jeremiah. Okay. Well, not, thank you. Bullfrog. It's <laughs> a good song. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Jeremy, for joining us and oh, of uh, course. for agreeing with me about what we should do with contemporary. I like they it. should they should give us hard hats, and then we get to we get to if they're gonna bolt, if we get to blow it up, we're gonna we're gonna push the thing down to, I do, to do it. Yeah, and then we get to choose the lighting and things. Uh, and thank you, Club Thirty Two, for joining us and everybody else for listening. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Well, I just heard the news today. Seems my life is gonna change. I close my eyes, begin to pray. Then tears of joy stream down my face.